Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us as we celebrate International Women's Day and Women's History Month with a special podcast. My name is Dominica Ribeiro and I'm Chief Marketing Officer at Breckenridge Capital Advisors. Breckenridge manages over 44 billion investment grade fixed income as of the end of 2020. Environmental, social, and governance ESG analysis is integrated into our investment process. Today, we'll be speaking with three inspiring women about the experience of women in the investment industry. Two are security research analysts. Ruth Ducret is from our municipal bond team, and Abigail Engels is on our corporate bond team. Welcome, Ruth and Abby. Hi, Dominica. Thank you. Thanks, Dominica. Nice to be here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Our third guest is Michaela Kagampam. Mikey to her friends. Welcome, Mikey. Hi, Dominica. Happy to be here. Before we talk to each of you, I'm going to set some context for our discussion. International Women's Day and Women's History Month offers us an opportunity to access the progress the business community is making in closing the longstanding gender gap. These gaps exist throughout our economy in terms of opportunity and progress for women compared with men. These gaps are costing the world money and progress on important problems the global community is trying to solve. I'm sure many of you are familiar with the research of McKinsey and Company. They publish a series of reports on the topic, tying improved corporate performance with elevated presence of women in the workplace. In 2015, McKinsey issued a report that said eliminating the gender inequality could increase global economic output by 28 trillion. And in 2018, McKinsey found that companies in the top quartile for gender diversity at the executive level were 21% more likely to generate above average profitability than firms in the lowest quartile. Those are staggering numbers. The investment management industry wrestles with its own gender gap. As the CFA Institute commented a few years ago, quote, the most enduring principle of sound investment management is diversification yet it's remarkably absent from the team construction across all spectrums of the investment profession, end quote. Studies find that women and men begin in parity at the start of their careers in finance, but the C-suite is still predominantly male in the financial sector. In 2016, the CFA Institute reported that women represented 57% of college graduates. That includes 48% of graduating business majors, and that makes up about 50% of all CPAs, 48% of medical students, and 47% of law students. Women sat for 47% of GMAT exams to pursue an MBA, yet only 18% of women are chartered financial analyst charter holders. A lack of representation among one of the industry's most respected professional designations is symptomatic of the existing gender gaps. More to the point, this is why the work of investment companies on their own and groups like Girls Who Invest for the industry are so important to closing those gaps across all levels. Today, we'll talk with two experienced invest investment management industry professionals and a college senior pursuing a degree in finance. I will start by telling you more about Ruth Decret and Abby Engels and what I really love about their stories is that each of them followed different paths in their careers. Ruth is a senior municipal bond research analyst at Breckenridge. Ruth has over 18 years of investment industry experience. Prior to joining the firm, 
In 2016, she was an analyst with Standard & Poor's Rating Services, where she covered local governments and analyzed money market funds, local government investment pools, and longer duration bond funds. Ruth holds a BA in International Relations from Tufts University and an MBA with a focus in finance from New York University Stern School of Business. Abby is a senior corporate bond research analyst at our firm. Abby joined Breckenridge in 2009. Earlier in her tenure at the firm, Abby was a municipal credit analyst and worked with clients as a member of our consultant relations team and our client administration team. Abby holds a BS in psychology from Tufts and an MBA in finance from Boston University School of Management. Mikey will complete degree requirements this spring for, the, for a Bachelor of Arts degree in Business Administration with a concentration in finance from the Michael G. Foster School of Business at the University of Washington. Congratulations. In addition to her studies, Mikey works as a research analyst in the accounting department at the university. She is also on the school's residential programming board, which serves over 9,000 students and is an active member of the Delta Sigma Pi professional business fraternity. And that is just a partial list of all the things Mikey has going on. We got to know Mikey through two internships at Breckenridge. The first was through a sponsorship between Breckenridge and the Girls Who Invest organization. The second internship was directly with our firm because we were so impressed with her work the first time around. Ruth, if we can, let's start with your journey in the industry. Tell us how your career came to be within finance, how you got started. Sure, Domenica. So in college, I thought I wanted to be a doctor at first. Uh, I realized that wasn't for me when I almost fainted at the sight of a popped blood vessel in a friend's eye. And so uh, during my last semester of undergrad, it felt like everyone who wasn't going pre-med was applying to consulting and investment banking jobs. I wasn't really enthusiastic about that, given the lifestyle, you know, like very long hours. And so instead, after college, I decided to teach English in Spain for a year and I traveled. And then I, when I returned to the States, I worked in donor relations at the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Uh, looking for something new, I called an old manager I had, that I had met during a, a college internship at a bond rating agency. He was looking for a rating analyst. And there began my career in finance. I enjoyed my work. Uh, part of my responsibility was meeting with and interviewing C-suite level managers at large asset management firms. And while it was exciting to meet with these seasoned uh, investment professionals, I often was the only woman in the room. Even in large meetings, it was just me or perhaps one other woman. The worst feeling was when, even before I spoke, one of the senior men would say something like, oh, you look just like my daughter. And immediately I felt like I was put in my place. Uh, in 2008, when I, I went back to business school at night, I was happy to have a job during the financial crisis and I didn't wanna lose it by leaving the workforce to go get my MBA. In my graduate school, men still outnumbered women and generally were more vocal in class, which I remembered from undergraduate classes as well. After finishing business school, I had been in the same role for about nine years and it felt a, a bit too long. I needed a change and I was interested in more traditional credit analysis, but I doubted myself. I was lucky to have two people in my life who encouraged me. Uh, one was a woman in a senior leadership position at the rating agency with whom I had become friendly. I mentioned that I would be interested in learning more about her team if the opportunity ever arose. 
And she invited me at her annual meeting with the state of Connecticut, where I met Denise Napier, the state treasurer at the time. I loved how politics and finance intertwined. The analysis was new and different. And after about six months, a door opened for me to change groups and jobs. The other person who helped me with uh, to my transition was, was a male colleague and friend who helped me again to gain confidence. He was also looking to make a change. So we often talked about next steps. He wasn't worried about interviewing. He just did it. He wasn't worried about trying new things. He knew he could do it. I had no, he had no doubt that uh, in his mind that I could make the change too. He said anal analysis is all about ratios and comparisons and that I would do well as a municipal credit analyst. He dismissed my uncertainty as ridiculous and while harsh, that probably was fair. I'm glad I listened and ultimately believed in myself. I'm glad you listened too. And I really like that you share that, that point that both of those male and female really encouraged you and, and helped to give you that confidence that, that you needed and, and certainly deserved. So thank you for sharing that. How did you arrive at Breckenridge? So my opportunity at Breckenridge also arose through a relationship that I had cultivated with former colleagues who could vouch for me. Breckenridge has been the perfect fit. I use the analytical skills that I learned at the rating agency, but I've also gained a better understanding of macro policy issues that influence our market. One of the benefits of joining Breckenridge, which I appreciate more all the time, is the firm's focus on work-life balance. I'm a working mom with two small kids. Work-life balance is important for my sanity on a daily basis. I work hard during working hours, but when I'm done, I can focus on my family. I believe, unfortunately, that this is quite unique in our industry. The demands of jobs that, are, that never end are hard for everyone, but especially for working women. The support of my manager and the firm is incredibly important. Particularly during this pandemic, the message has been consistently, we trust you to get your work done, do what you need to do. When it comes to career growth, research shows that many women often drop out of the workforce because of the concerns about covering demands in and out of the workplace. Surveys find that women may not want to take on senior level positions because of work-life balance conflicts. This can be dealt with by firms adopting more flexible programs. The lack of flexibility, at least prior to COVID, the long hours, the rigid eight to five, five day a week schedule can preclude women who want, also want to have a family or the primary caregiver at home. Honestly, I have friends who are doctors who have schedules who are, that are more flexible than women in finance. I believe that with the pandemic and as more parents share the responsibility of childcare, increased flexibility or at least a perceived level of increased flexibility will help expand the candidate pool for women entering the industry and progressing on the path to leadership. I agree with you. And thank you for sharing that. Um, I know that it, certainly it's been tough for, for parents as children have been home and schools have been closed and all of the, the sort of workload falls on, um, on working moms. So I appreciate you for sharing that. You're doing a great job. So thanks, Dominica. Yes. Abby, please tell us about your path in the finance industry and how you got started. Sure. So like Ruth, I also went to Tufts, although our paths did not cross at the university. And in college, I majored in psychology with an economics minor. So when I think about it, there is some irony involved that the work included in my psychology studies proved to be a continuing influence on my life in investment management and ultimately my career. 
During college, I participated in the Social Psychology Research Lab, where we specifically focused on racial equity and diversity. So through this process, I learned that I really loved the research function, but of course, I also developed an interest in the ideas and the issues related to diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI. Mm. The lab focused on issues of race and gender, and specifically the unconscious biases that manifest themselves in both individuals and in society. So these unconscious biases often underlie systemic inequities that are present in society, economy, and of course, in business. Looking ahead to now, my interest in DEI is something that I have carried with me in my work in investing, in security analysis, and of course, with ESG as a central factor. Yeah. So I mentioned this because it is believed that gender biases within the investment industry are, generally speaking, self-inflicted wounds. When I say self-inflicted wounds, I am quoting the authors of Smarter Investing, How Academic Insights Propel the Savvy Investor. These authors take note of the research that demonstrates how diverse teams with representative mixes of women and men tend to outperform the alternative. For me, my longer term career interests have always been tilted towards the investment industry. And so, for example, back during college, I interned on a trading desk of another fixed income manager and worked in client relations at a couple of large multi-asset investment firms. This is relevant because when I graduated from college, I graduated just in time to watch the global economy basically collapse with the onset of the great financial crisis. Oh, naturally, <laughs> right? <laughs> naturally, jobs were hard to find during the recession that followed. And like many other people, I was forced to work in temporary assignments through recruitment firms while permanent jobs were at a true premium. It did give me some flexibility, though, to try my hand at jobs that I was not necessarily super familiar with because, frankly, the circumstances necessitated a willingness to take these kinds of risks. Sure. So, in fact, that's how I came to Breckenridge initially in the summer of 2009 via a temporary assignment in our client services team. After that, performing another temporary assignment with Breckenridge in the research team, supporting both the municipal and corporate functions. And through this lens, I was lucky enough to learn about the industry from several perspectives within the firm, and of course, about Breckenridge itself. Right. So during that time, I, I was also lucky that a permanent opportunity opened up in the Municipal Bond Research Group, and I was really excited to become a part of the team that fall in 2009. From there, I worked briefly in our consultant relations team, later returning back to municipal research. And I, I explain all of this, this job mobility for the sake of, of demonstrating that, you know, if I were in a larger firm, it would not be as likely that I could have had the same ability to demonstrate different, different uh, capabilities in different areas. And I also have the sense that in a smaller company like Breckenridge, people might be more willing to mentor somebody who does demonstrate a willingness to work and to learn. And that's exactly what happened to me. I was able to meet people willing to teach me, recognize skills, and really support the developments of my own strengths over time. That's great. So while working as a municipal bond analyst, much like Ruth, I did go to business school at night at BU, where I encountered a clear dearth of women in my MBA program. Part of that experience, in addition to the actual coursework, was the way in which I really learned to be comfortable speaking in larger groups. Often, I was one of the only women in the classroom, and it was a good experience to be able to do that live time. 
A couple of years ago, I moved to the corporate bond research team. And the by moving to this team, I was leveraging my background of covering corporate-like municipal sectors, such as hospitals and universities, in order to become or to begin covering corporate bond issuers. So after joining the corporate bond research team, I earned a certification known as the Fundamentals of Sustainability Accounting, or FSA, through the Sustainability Accounting Standards Board, otherwise known as SASB. And this program really explores ways in which sustainability information can be considered financially material. Mm -hmm. So this notion is essential to how we at Breckenridge evaluate bonds using ESG factors. And that's really the foundation of what we do in terms of ESG analysis. That being said, my own interest in ESG and particularly the S or the social component mm -hmm. remains high. So specifically, when our company explored and launched a gender lens investing strategy several years ago, I was really excited to get to participate in that project. I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, carrying that, that principle forward, more recently, I was able to sign up for a DEI certificate program at Bentley University, which begins later this month. The idea here is that with heightening social interest in the issues of DEI, ranging from gender to race to LGBTQ plus inclusion and more, we are seeing increasing interest among consultants, investors in this area. And quite frankly, I would like to be more educated on these topics as we go forward and incorporate them into our investing process. Yeah. As I said, there are many paths. I appreciate you sharing yours with us, Abby. That's that's quite a journey, I feel like, since you walked into Breckenridge and to where you are now. So thank you for that. Can you speak a bit about the importance of mentorship in your career? Sure. So so first, let me say that for women to advance, mentorship is is vital. I've been lucky to have strong female mentorship from direct peers and senior individuals in and outside of the firm. And in fact, Ruth has been an important mentor and friend to me here at work over the years. So thank you, Ruth. <laughs> and it, it's really important to acknowledge that positive influences we gain in our industry from consultants, clients, industry thought leaders, and our own community, all of these together, the confluence of these influences really help shape who we are and what we can accomplish. And that is why I love the Girls Who Invest program and programs like it. Mm -hmm. GWI really gives its participants a chance to get hands-on work experience to start building relationships when they are younger. Specifically, the women come to us between their sophomore and junior years, as opposed to waiting for the final year of school. So moreover, working directly with and, and being a mentor to Mikey was an extraordinary learning moment for me. And for example, the, the experience gives me some managerial skills to build upon as I go forward in my own career. That's great, and I I enjoyed sitting on the sidelines wa watching you mentor Mikey. So um, that that was definitely something that I also got some value out of. Um, I would say definitely recruitment remains a challenge, right? In the candidate pool, it could definitely be richer. Like you and Ruth, I'm also an advocate for firms to be involved in sponsor in formal sponsorship programs and mentorship programs, and certainly expose junior level candidates to roles to um, junior level sorry junior level candidates to role models and senior positions. I think it's really important, which serves as a valid transition to Mikey's perspective. Mikey, can you tell us about GWI and your experience with the program? 
Yeah, absolutely. So GWI is a nonprofit organization dedicated to increasing the number of women in portfolio management and executive leadership in the asset management industry. Their mission is to have 30% of the world's investable capital managed by women by 2030. I actually learned about it from a friend who had a GWI internship, and she encouraged me to participate, and I'm really glad that I did. I did GWI's summer intensive program that combines academic instruction and real-world experience. So during the first weeks of the program, I attended classes about core finance and investment concepts taught by world-class business professors and was able to meet other interns through that. And that was a really encouraging environment to be in that let me explore a career in finance and investments. Then I was matched with Breckenridge and did a six-week internship where I was mentored by Abby and got to meet and work with Ruth and many of the other members of the research research portfolio management and training teams. And it was definitely intense at times, but I had a lot of fun and learned a lot too. That's great. I'm sure it was intense. Uh, have you always had an interest in business or maybe better asked, why are you pursuing a finance career? Yeah, I would say that I've always been inclined to business and finance. My mind just tends to work well with data and numbers and being able to find the stories by gathering and analyzing those numbers. I also would add that I believe there's power in having an understanding numbers and data. And to me, it's important that our can gain that knowledge or intelligence can be used to influence decisions and outcomes in a positive way. And that's really the large reason why G integration at Breckenridge was interesting to me. Sustainable investing, the performance of sustainable investments are important subjects for me, and we can do good work with valid information developed from our analysis and applied in the right ways. And I also want to add that my internship certainly gave me an opportunity to see how gathering and analyzing data works. And I think that that quantitative work just fits well with my strengths and interests. Um, but in my work at Breckenridge, I also had the chance to develop qualitative skills that are important to fully exercising the influence we can exert from our data analysis. And an important part of that is being able to identify and discern which companies and industries are doing a good job with disclosures about financial and non-financial risk and which could be doing a better job and how. And mm -hmm. as you know, I came back to Breckenridge after my GWI internship to help with a project to update the comp sheets the research team uses in assessing risks within the sectors. And in this project, we looked across sectors to find commonalities and differences that inform rating opinions. And during that assignment, I had the chance to turn that quantitative analysis into qualitative assessments that guide future evaluations and rating assignments. And overall, it was definitely a good way to broaden my strengths. That sounds great. I am, I'm, we were glad to have you here and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, after both internships, I understand that you've chosen your path and um, it's a continuation of the investment management industry. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So I've actually accepted a position with the investment dis division of a major global bank based in Europe. So I'll be beginning a rotational assignment based in their New York office in July. And through that, I'll gain exposure to operations in a few different departments during an initial appointment, and then we'll decide the path I'll start to pursue after that. But overall, I'm really excited to get started. That's great. I'm sure you are. I can certainly understand that. 
Um, and, and certainly we know that you'll have great success in whatever you choose to pursue. And on behalf of all of us at Breckenridge, we all really enjoyed working with you during your time here at the firm and appreciate all of your contributions. So thank you for that. We have a few minutes left in our time. Organizations like Girls Who Invest are really dedicated to increasing the number of women in executive leadership and asset management. They can go a long way to change the landscape in our industry. At Breckenridge, we're also working to improve our own measures when it comes to gender equity at all levels and across all departments at our firm. Our partnership with Girls Who Invest is just one example. And make no mistake, we recognize that Breckenridge has room for improvement on gender equity and overall DEI progress, and we're working hard to make those improvements. Our focus has been on the investment industry's lack of women in executive roles, C-suite which by no means is unique to the investment or finance industry. Now, Ruth, I know in your analysis of public hospitals, you're familiar with one organization that is seeking to increase women in leadership roles in that sector. Yes, that's, that's right. And on the municipal side in general, you're starting to hear bit more about initiatives on this topic, uh, but in the in the hospital space, in the nonprofit hospital space in particular, there is a lot more talk about DEI and equity issues and about getting more women on the board of directors where leadership can really make a difference. But for other sectors, like, uh, for example, water sewer systems that we cover, it's pretty rare still to find a woman listed in a, a leadership position. On the corporate side, we've completed a series of engagement discussions with companies in the technology industry. And through the course of those discussions, we've learned some interesting best practices from the management teams that we have met with. The results of those engagements will be reported on our website, but as a brief takeaway here, I will leave you with one quote we heard during the course of those discussions that really stuck out to me. The efforts at one company, who is a computer components manufacturer, the efforts at this company are guided by the following thought, quote, we start with sand, everything else is value added by our people, end quote. Efforts to improve DEI reach across a spectrum of areas where performance can be improved. And for example, Breckenridge has joined over 100 signatories in the belonging pledge through which we commit to identify industry-wide barriers and technical resources required to advance the practice of investing with a racial equity lens. Ultimately, boiling this down, we think that management teams who are authentic with their DEI efforts to accomplish real change, we think that those management teams and those companies ultimately are best positioned mm. to contribute to their organizational goals. And by way of our investment process and more so even our engagement practices, we're hoping to move the needle on DEI progress across the sectors in which it is material. Yeah, those are all great points. Thank you, Abby, for sharing that. The advancement of equity for women in the workforce is at least as much about creating an opportunity today as it is about creating opportunities for the next generation of young women who will enter the industry in the future. So with that being said, I encourage anyone listening today to search recruiting, mentorship, or educational opportunities that are designed specifically for women in industries like yours. Like girls who invest, they can help accomplish incredible progress. Thank you for joining us today and a huge thanks to Ruth, Abby, and Mikey for sharing their stories. We greatly appreciate it. And it was a pleasure to listen to all of your stories. Thank you. Thanks, thanks Dominica. Nice to be here. Thanks, Dominica.